0: Um, I also think if, you know, you're, you're done with college and you want, you really want to explore another, a different field, like you, you figured out during college that, you know, the, the bachelor's degree that you have isn't exactly mm-hmm. <laughs> related to what you want to do. It's a way to like pivot. Or if you're not really ready just to jump right into the workforce after college, you can also develop more skills, more professional skills, you mm-hmm. know, It gives you time to develop your network um, and it can enhance your credibility in, in the field.
1: This is Your Career GPS.
2: The podcast designed to help teens, young adults, students, new graduates, and emerging professionals navigate their career journey. And your journey starts now.
1: Welcome back to Your Career GPS, the podcast designed to help teens, students, young adults, new grads, and early career professionals navigate their career journey. You know, if you're in the early stages of your career, at some point in time, the decision on should you pursue graduate school, some form of continuing education, or maybe just a higher level of training and development at some point in time is going to come up. Sometimes these decisions can be tough, and um, they're certainly not things that you want to take lightly. The decision is going to consume time, money, energy, and ultimately take a lot of sacrifice on your part. So it's really about knowing what to expect that's going to help you navigate these choices, and it can really, really be helpful in the long run to really think about what factors do you need to really consider. Today, we have Emily Steliotis. Emily holds a bachelor's and master's degrees in the sciences from Tufts University and has spent many years teaching, advising, and mentoring STEM students prior to pursuing formal training in the field of career development. She is currently finishing up additional graduate work at UC Davis, which is where she discovered her passion for helping students navigate their careers. Through a program called the Career Discovery Groups, she has spent almost two years guiding first-year students in the College of Agricultural and Environmental Sciences through the career discovery process. Last year, Emily launched her own business called College Irish, which focuses on the college-to-career transition. She offers career coaching and personal branding strategy consulting for students, recent graduates, and young professionals, and we couldn't find a better person to speak on the subject today. So welcome, Emily.
2: Thank you so much for having me here. I appreciate it. Emily, we're so excited to talk to you today and to dive into this topic and decision-making for our listeners. But before we do, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and kind of how you found your way into your own career?
0: Yeah, definitely. So, um, as I as I said, I, I started in the sciences, um, and I was really passionate about that work. But I really kind of discovered that I didn't really like working in a lab environment, and I really wanted to work a little bit more with people. And so, I started doing a lot of mentoring and teaching um, other science students. And there's some students who are interested in, in graduate school, um, and you know, looking at different careers within science. And I, I actually found that that was really more of my passion, really like helping people um, navigate different science uh, and technology careers. Mm-hmm. So after I graduated um, with my master's, I, and yeah, as I said, I, I worked at UC Davis um, in this career discovery program, which was just amazing because that's where I really, really, you know, I was like the overlap of the, my science background um, with, the, with the career development. I was able to help um, science students with skills like interviewing and networking and um, career management type skills.
1: Oh, that's awesome. I love the fact that you kind of started out with sort of this original idea of kind of where you wanted to go with this. And, and it all kind of started from this, this love of science. And then slowly but surely, you kind of realized that sort of building these relationships and coaching and educating others who also had the same love really kind of for you, um, you know, turned into a passion for you. And I, I really love how that whole process yeah. kind of developed. And that's how these things tend to work sometimes. It's just you get in, you experience things, and then you sort of discover something you kind of didn't know about yourself. <laughs> right. And so, yeah, so I love that. Now, as somebody who has actually had the privilege and the opportunity to be admitted into graduate programs uh, on multiple different occasions, you know, one of the things that tends to come up is that um, students sometimes really get the wrong idea, right? They might have some misconceptions about graduate school um, or, some, or the, the continuing education that they're thinking about doing. So what do you think are maybe some of those common misconceptions that we want to sort of break free from right from the start?
0: I think the biggest one is that uh, a graduate degree will guarantee you a job. Um, especially that it will guarantee you a job in the exact field that you're studying. Because Mm -hmm. there's a lot of, you know, fields that, you know, might not be directly as applicable to the career world, like to the workforce, um, Mm -hmm. as some other fields. And so, you know, it's totally fine if you want to study something that's, you know, kind of really specific, but then you have to kind of be aware, maybe there's not a career that directly (laughs) correlates to that or, Uh or just, yeah, or just in general that a graduate degree by itself will guarantee you a job. I mean, I think that's becoming less and less true and you need to, you know, develop some of these career development, you know, skills that I'm sure you you guys have been talking about (laughs) a ton already on this podcast, you know, that's, that's as important, I would say, as, you know,
2: getting that degree. Uh yeah, it is a common misconception that people kind of go into grad school thinking that there's this guarantee and there isn't always if you're not doing those other things. So, kind of knowing that, um what are some other factors that you think current students or, you know, people who are in the middle of that decision-making process should really kind of factor in before deciding to move forward with actually accepting a program and and starting? a graduate program? Yeah, I mean, I think similar
0: to college, I mean, there's just so many factors. It's a really complex decision and you want to do a lot of research and you want to talk to as many people, I think, as possible who are both graduate students who are in the program and then also, you know, career professionals um, with expertise in higher education can be really, really valuable. Um, So yeah, so like, you know, basic things like the location of the school, um, you know, what financial aid are they? able to offer you. I mean, that's a really important one. Yeah. Because um, graduate school is expensive. Uh, reputation of, you know, the, the school itself and but probably more importantly, reputation of the specific graduate program that you're looking at. That's really, really important um, for graduate school. Let's see. I think another thing is like, do you want to do like a professional graduate degree or do you want to do a research graduate degree? So like mm-hmm. professional degrees. Uh, would be things, you know, like an MD or an MBA, something that prepares you for a specific professional skill. Mm -hmm. Whereas like a master's degree, master of science, master of arts, PhD. Mm -hmm. So that's the route that I took. So those are more research-based. So that's if you want to really, you know, conduct your own independent research, do a thesis or a dissertation. And then, you know, overall, like it's just, you really want to say, do I need this degree to get the career that I want? Or are there, you know, equally valid other paths that would lead me to the same place? You know, I think that's a very important question.
1: I love how you broke down the differences between those, because I think a lot of times it's very easy for students to just kind of clump them all together and just say grad yeah. school is grad school. But but there are some differences because they're going to lead you in, in different directions based on what that longer term goal is. And what you're saying is don't lose sight of that really, really think and really be intentional about what is the longer term goal and making sure that this provides you a direct path to that goal. And so I think that's a that's a, a brilliant point. Um so from the the aspect of you know someone who has um pursued graduate school and has taken the time to really research and, and understand both the pros and the cons. Obviously, this is a very individualized question, but if we could kind of go <laughs> a little bit more surface level, what do you consider the benefits of pursuing a, a graduate degree? Um, and then on the flip side, um, do you think that there are some um, you know, fairly universal things that, that uh, might be downsides?
0: yeah yeah and i just want to you know say a caveat for all of this i mean like i was saying there's so many different kinds of graduate mm-hmm. schools and right. so you know if you decide you know you want to do something specific then you would want to do more research on that particular one but um overall i think some of the benefits of going to graduate school are giving it's like really a privilege to learn about something giving the opportunity to learn about something that you're really passionate about with other people we were also passionate about the same thing. I mean, that yeah. was a really big part of it for me. Um, I also think if, you know, you're you're done with college and um, you want, you really want to explore another, a different field. Like you, you figured out during college that, you know, the, the bachelor's degree that you have isn't exactly mm-hmm. <laughs> related to what you want to do. It's a way to like pivot. Or if you're not really ready just to jump right into the workforce after college, you can also develop more skills, more professional skills. You know, mm-hmm. gives you time to develop your network, um, and it can enhance your credibility in in the field for the long term. Some of the downsides, I mean, there's definitely a significant financial cost, which is why I think financial aid is you know very important consideration. I would say another downside that maybe people don't think about quite as much is kind of the opportunity cost of you know, like the law. Like while you're in grad school, you're, I mean, you're paying this money, and so someone that went right from college to uh, the workforce is is making money right away. So, sort of in terms of financial stability, um, there's an additional kind of opportunity cost there, depending on you know how valuable the graduate program is. I also think it gives you an opportunity to um, not going to grad school, like explore explore what you really like in the real world and um i took a year off between uh, my master's and starting my phd program and you know i did i mean i went back to grad school but i i think that year was really valuable so i would encourage um, i would say that you can learn a lot in the in the real world (laughs) um you know not just not just don't think like you have to go back to school to like keep learning yeah
2: I think that's so important. Just the the time piece of it to really consider. I know I went straight through undergrad into grad school, and mm-hmm. a chunk of my graduate school cohort did the same thing. But there was a couple who'd been out, you know, working, and then came in. And I have friends who've worked and then gone back to grad school, and really kind of thinking about, you know, I wasn't sure that I would go back if I stopped going to school. Mm-hmm. Versus I've had other friends who are like, no, I need a break from school, right? I need to get out into the working world. So I really think that's an important factor for people to consider, you know, for themselves of do they want to spend that time? Do they want to gain experience? Kind of where are they at with that? Even that piece alone as a starting point to make a decision about additional education or a professional degree or whatever it may be.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think uh, going, I think everybody's different. I think some people just you know, want to stay in school for a long time. And some people are just really ready to get out into the world.
2: Yeah, 100%. I think we've kind of touched on this a little bit, but um, you know, the fit of a program is really important for individuals as they're looking at different graduate programs. And kind of like you already mentioned, some programs have more of like a research focus or provide more practical um, education for a specific career and that type of thing. Um, and I know fit for me was was really important. Um, I knew I wanted to be at a smaller school and a smaller program and other things that were important to me. But can you talk a little bit more about how students can go about kind of figuring out what the best program for them is and how to maybe approach uh, programs to find out if it's going to meet their needs?
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, maybe I'm a little biased, but I actually, like I said before, I think some of the best resources are current grad students and Mm -hmm. then, you know, career professionals in in higher ed to like begin to explore that kind of stuff. Yeah, Um, I I would definitely say start there. Uh, There's some, there's some websites that I used, you know, just as a starting point, like US News and Peterson's, they have uh, just lists of graduate schools in different fields. And so those can be a really good starting point so i think in terms of if it's like a research i my experience is more like in a research-based degree um especially for a a phd program you can like talk to talk to students who have that same research advisor i mean that's a really great um you know if you're going to be doing research like the the research environment is really important so if you talk to students that have that same research advisor um that's Mm -hmm. really important there's oftentimes like a lot of, uh, you know, schools do a lot of uh, open houses or, or orientation. So I would definitely say like take advantage of that to make, to see like whether you think that the the culture is a good fit because that's, yeah, that's very important.
1: Yeah. And one of the things that you're kind of talking about there that really resonates a lot with other topics that we've kind of talked about in, in past episodes is is really about informational interviews. And it's about leveraging uh, and developing your network. And by, by consequence, you're really building great relationships with people and assessing fit along the way. So one of the things that we talked about, uh, Cassie and I, in a past episode was about LinkedIn and a really great tool that a lot of students don't know about and don't leverage often is, is the little alumni tab on LinkedIn. You know, you can go to your school's page, go to the alumni tab, and you can find individuals who've graduated with those types of degrees um, through the search filters. And so that's another, you know, really great place to start. But then you're, you're kind of now learning about the road and understanding what they went through. What was it Worth it for them. Did they feel like they were able to gain a lot and and get a really great fair assessment? So I think those things are, are really, really excellent.
0: I just want to yeah, um, say that I, I definitely support that point. Yeah, I, I can't believe I didn't mention that. I, I'm a huge fan of LinkedIn. And yeah. I, I guess when I was first applying to graduate school, I don't, I didn't quite use it as much. It wasn't maybe as, as big, but I think Oh,
1: I know I didn't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, Me neither. <laughs> but no, I absolutely think that it's an amazing resource for, you know, connecting with people for informational interviews and, you know, connecting with alumni is, you know, step one of creating a LinkedIn profile.
1: So, sometimes the decision on whether or not to pursue graduate school further, unfortunately, maybe comes after you've already committed, or maybe there's a pivot that needs to take place later on down the road. So, you know, what if you ultimately determine that, you know, maybe this just isn't the path for me? Maybe this is what I thought that I wanted to do. Maybe I thought I knew that I had all the information that I needed. But once I got there, it was like, uh, you know, this isn't what it was cracked up to be. Or maybe I'm just not enjoying the experience. Maybe it's not, not for me connecting the dots on really what I feel it needs to. How do, how do students navigate through that?
0: Yeah. So I, yeah, I did. um, I actually have recently decided to leave my PhD program. So, you know, I have personal experience with that, I guess. I mean, I guess I think as a master's student, it's a, um, maybe a little different. You can kind of stick it, stick it out. Maybe um, depending, you know, depending on your fi- you know, situation. I mean, you do, do you want to consider the financial aid. I mean, maybe if there's, you know, a, a financial reason, um, you know, that would be a, that would be a good reason to pivot um, and decide it's not worth it from a financial standpoint um, in a master's program, but. You know, or, or or something else. I think specifically to a PhD program. I think though there's, it's a really big commitment, and I don't think many people understand um, the level of commitment required to write a dissertation when they apply to a PhD program. I, I just think that that's, it's really hard to really get ex- exposure to that because, I definitely a lot of research. I talked to a bunch of grad students, um, in my program and while I was an undergrad and I, I really, yeah, I really did my research and I've just decided in the past couple of years that my career goals have changed. And I think that that's okay. And I think that it's important to, um, you know, in general, but yeah, definitely with, with PhD programs, I think there's a little bit more like stigma um, around it. But it's definitely something that people do fairly often. Is you can you still still get a master's degree out of it? You could still finish with a master's degree, just um, do a shorter a shorter thesis if you if you decide you want to don't want to commit to the whole dissertation. So that yeah, that is what I did. Um, I've I decided to do because I, I yeah, while I was in grad school, I, I got this like you know, teaching position and career development. And I just, I just fell in love with it. So that was such a unexpected thing. Um, But I decided it was, it was worth pursuing.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think it's so important and something that Brad and I talk about all the time and, and in past episodes with other guests is that our careers do change and the things that we're interested in change and how we're using our skills and experiences change. And so I think an important message here is that grad school is great. Like I loved my experience. It, it worked out wonderfully for me, but you know what? I also think it's okay if you're in that experience and you're like, this isn't right anymore, or there's something different that's pulling you in another direction and you have to make that pivot. Um, our careers are kind of a constant pivot. And I, you know, I feel like that's come up in a lot of our past episodes as well.
0: Yeah, definitely, and i i would I would argue um, pretty strongly that I think more and more um, people are changing careers more often. There's just there's you know people. I think there's a statistic. I don't I don't know the statistic, but but uh, that younger generations are going to change careers more than than older generations. And so, like having the skills to be able to pivot when you need to or when you want to is is really important. Totally.
2: So, if someone listening has decided that. They want to keep learning, gaining some new skills, but grad school is not the right next step for them. Um, Are there some other options that come to mind for you or that you might suggest to people in terms of continuing to advance their learning but without committing to a program?
0: Yes. I I feel very strongly. I feel like there's a lot of professional development options um, available besides grad school and so many online. So like MOOCs, a massive open online courses like Coursera or edX, you know, that are really affiliated with these top schools. Um, there's free and inexpensive courses that are very high quality, but you could, you know, pick and choose one or two courses to just dip your toe into another field. I mean, that could be a really great way also to decide whether you want to pursue a full degree in something. Um, there are even programs on, on Coursera that you know, you can start with a couple courses and then if you decide you want to continue on to a degree, you can just like you can continue um, as like an online degree. They have like affiliations with schools and stuff. So I think that that's really cool and will become more popular. Um, like Google, Google has uh, Google career certificates, um, which are completely free. Um, it's a relatively new thing, So in popular areas like data analytics, project management, uh, digital marketing. So those are like and, you know, there's just like boot camps, um, things like that are really becoming more popular. They're like not quite as expensive, not quite the same amount of time commitment, but can really, really you know, help you if you're looking to get into one of those specific careers.
1: I think there are some just amazing resources and amazing opportunities and alternatives that I think that are available for students if they are choosing that maybe this isn't the appropriate path for them. You know, and I think all of us really do have stories to tell. And I think this is the, the opportunity that, you know, Emily's talking about here, which is really getting connected with alumni, getting connected with Faculty advisors, and really hear some of these stories, and understand what it's like to be uh, a student in some of these graduate programs, or or opportunities to learn um, in different ways. You know, take advantage of some of those things that uh, that Emily was talking about, that are maybe a little less traditional, but still very valid, and and give you some really really great skills to be able to leverage into your your next career. I think all of those things are really great. I know for me personally. The decision to go to graduate school to pursue my degree in counseling was, for me, very, very thoughtful and was required and necessary for me to get licensed. So for me, it provided that direct path to my Mm. eventual career. And even though my career pivoted down the road... I don't regret a single second of it because it was through that experience of going through that graduate program that provided the launch pad for me to pivot. So <laughs> so sometimes these things really do find the, their way of working out and it allows you to see that you can really build a great foundation of good transferable skills and still provide some versatility so you're not locked into one career for the rest of your life and we try to to beat that myth into submission as much as possible um throughout this podcast
0: yeah that's so i mean i i just feel like your experience is exactly what i i mean said i guess maybe i pivoted a little bit more from science to career development (laughs) but i mean it you know it really was through my program you know my phd program that i had the opportunity to to teach the teach the students career development stuff. And so I just, you know, yeah, it was a a significant pivot maybe, but it would have never, I would have never discovered that passion without going to that program. So I I totally don't regret it, you know.
1: Exactly. So Emily, to close us out today, one of the things that we ask all of our guests at the end of each episode um, is about the best piece of career advice that you've ever received. And so we generally kind of open that up to any type of career advice that maybe you've personally received or that you could pass along that you know would be valuable to the next generation who are starting their careers?
0: Yeah, I, don't, I don't know if this it sounds like you guys have already talked about this a lot, but I, I just, I really would say that you will likely change your mind about what you want to do and, and that's okay. I, I think when I, two things, I guess, also like your major in undergrad doesn't necessarily determine. Your career. I was, you know, I studied chemistry, and I thought, "Oh, I'm going to be a chemist." Like that's what I thought when I was in college. Um, I thought, "Oh, that was my option." And um, yeah, hopefully, everybody who's listening to this podcast is is beyond that because you guys have already talked so much about how you can connect different, um, you know, majors can connect to lots of different careers. But yeah, I think. I mean, some people do. I do think that there are some people that like they they know they want to be a doctor from the time they're a kid and they will just sacrifice everything to achieve that goal. And that's great. And I, you know, admire those people. But, um, you know, for most people, it's not that straightforward. And also, like, you know, you could you could, <laughs> you know, finish a graduate degree like I have or be in the middle like me and change your mind. And I think we really need to. Um, tell people that to, that's yeah. okay, you know that that's okay. Yeah.
2: I mean, I think that's a message that I'd be happy to share every week of this podcast, that things do change and it's okay to change your mind and to pivot. And I think the more I'm always telling students that the more that you can draw a connection between what you've done and what you want to do, you're already setting yourself up for success. So Maybe for you, Emily, switching from sciences to career development is like a big stretch, but my career coaching brain goes straight to like all the colleges and universities that have career centers specifically within their college of sciences. And, you know, there's so many niche areas that feel so specific. And I know I talk to people all the time who are like, well, that probably doesn't even exist, but it does. (laughs) And there's people who need... Other people in those fields, um, so you know, grad school or not, changing careers or not, like the more that you can draw that connection, pull at those transferable skills, I think, just sets everyone up for careers that are fulfilling to them and that meet their interests at different points and. And that's why I love what I do.
1: So one of the things that I would say on there, Cassie, too, I think that um, just kind of, I guess, reiterates the same point is the fact that having that background provides a little something extra that, you know, not everybody else has or very few people do. And one of the examples uh, that I give a lot here is um, a really great friend of mine who I met, who is uh, specialized in the area of green careers. And so mm-hmm. if I'm working with a student who is interested in that sector and uh, wants to know about different opportunities, I know exactly who to go to. And so right. um, those little things really carve out our, our niches and, and they're really Uh, need to be able to kind of leverage. So, well, one of the things that uh, we just wanted to say, Emily, again, it was a privilege having you here to be able to kind of speak on uh, our topic today and really kind of, um, you know, get our our listeners really thinking about all of these different decisions that are in front of them, but really simplifying it in a lot of ways. So I'm sure they're going to want to follow you and uh, find your content and um, uh, learn a little bit more about what you do. So What are the best ways to reach out?
0: Yeah, I think LinkedIn is the best way to find me. Just follow me on LinkedIn, um, Emily Steliotis. And so everything is pretty much connected to there. I also have a professional Twitter page that uh, is in the early stages of growing too. But LinkedIn is definitely the best way to find me. And I also have an Instagram page for my career coaching business. So uh, The College Iris.
2: Awesome. Well, Emily, thank you again so much for chatting with us today and and talking through all these decision-making factors. Um, So excited to have you. And to our listeners, uh, make sure that you're following us on Instagram at Your Career GPS Podcast. And also uh, check us out on YouTube where we're putting some short clips and behind the scenes from every episode. And then finally, uh, feel free to share this episode. If you know someone who is making this decision about graduate school or continuing education, just uh, hit that share button for us. This is Your Career GPS and Your Journey Awaits.